We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty Podcast. The Anora Boys are in the building, and as you can already see, Lucky Lefty, we got a heavy hitter with us today, Big Bro, Howard Griffith, legend, Illinois, one of the best Emmy Award winning from the Big Ten Network. Like, come on now. Not a, we're not here to shortchange, my bro. All right? Appreciate it. Checks in oh. the mail. Never that. <laughs> sure. We're here to talk Notre Dame, Jim Harbaugh, CFB this weekend, Penn State, Ohio State. We're ready to get to it. And, of course, my brother is fresh off a trip back from the middle of nowhere where he did an incredible job calling that Sam Houston State Woo. Florida International game. Yeah. Hey, hey, left, let me tell you something. Your, 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 uh, your color game is improving, bro. You, you, you're doing your thing. I just want you to know that. Because when you hit us with the uh, – he was trying to, instead of making the play, he was trying to save the day. I said, okay, okay. I said, left is out. Left is out here spitting bars and rhyming on national TV on CBS Sports Network. But as always, we are brought to you by CFB Nation, presented by Twisted T, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, audio edibles each and every day. You already know, left. Let them know. We spin it different. That's right. We spin it different every time. And spin off the lefties, it's, it's, it's different. It's different. You gotta hold on tight. Yes, sir. Left. <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. Out of all, because you've been to what city is Sam Houston State in? Uh, it's our outside of Houston. It's in Huntsville, Texas. Huntsville, Texas. You've been I to Huntsville, Alabama. Huntsville. Huntsville, Texas. Yeah, exactly. You've been to Huntsville, Texas. You've been to DeKalb, Illinois. You call the Northern Illinois game. You've been to Buffalo, called the Buffalo game. Nashville, Nashville uh, for well, that game. What was that? Uh, Kentucky. Right. What is the uh? What's the best spot you've eaten at? Man, Buffalo had the best wings for sure. You went to Buffalo and got some Buffalo wings. <laughs> Had to. It was on brand, but um, in Bowling Green, have you ever been to El Toro? I've heard of. El Toro has this really good uh beef tenderloin pasta. Mm. 
it sets the world ablaze. It's definitely a top <laughs> tier. I would recommend it every time. Cause they had they had like a steakhouse too. Like it was next door, but couldn't get past that that pasta. So if you're in Bowling Green, go to El Toro, get that that uh beef tenderloin pasta. Nice. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So let's get into it. I told my brother Howard Griffith that uh, I have a question before we get into Notre Dame a little bit. I don't know whether I should shake my head or tip my cap at Iowa. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know whether I should be shaking my head saying, Kirk Ferentz, for this to be going on as long as it's going on with this Iowa offense, this is outright ridiculous, man. What are you doing up there? But then they keep finding ways to win the Big Ten West. Like what? What is? How are they doing this? I don't know where I should tip my tip my cap to them, or just shake my head like, dude, this is hard. But the West, the West isn't that great either. Wisconsin yeah. is not doing that well. Nebraska is up for grabs. Yeah, it's different than like, for instance, Conference USA or the or the MAC. Where any at any point any of those teams can win, you got a new winner every year almost mm-hmm. uh, in those divisions because they're evenly talented. You get to these, you know, the Big Ten West. It's the, it's the haves and haves nots on an extreme level, and then you know mixed with the the there's no there's not a lot of special players in that division. If you look at the other side of the bracket, you got a bunch of first rounders, got a bunch of uh, impact players in college football. Last year they had the number two quarterback in the draft, so it's it's drastic talent differences from the East and West in the Big Ten. And I think it'll figure itself out, you know, with UCLA, USC coming, and how that changes recruitment at the Big Ten as well. Big bro, we're seeing a lot more California kids in these Big Ten schools, I think, we'll because see. of the recruitment changing. We'll see. Yeah, we'll Big see. Bro. That's, that's going to be fascinating. But you, you look at this Iowa situation, man. It. Uh... It, it, it's as puzzling to me as it is anyone. And, you know, I'm in the middle of this thing every week. And it's like, ooh. But, you know, you hear you hear people, coaches talk about, okay, win two of the three phases, right? Offense, mm-hmm. defense, and special teams. Win two of them. It's like they're going to win special teams. They, they do that. Uh, you know, their punter is, like, out of this world. Mm-hmm. Um, then defensively, you know, they come up with turnovers. They're going to stop the run. And then you look at the offense, and, and one of the things that happened this year, I mean, they've had injuries. 
Uh, once again, they've lost their top two. Uh, they lost their starting quarterback and their top two tight ends. Uh, so they just continue to have these injuries on that side. The, the offensive line has been better than they were the last couple of years. But it's still, you, you look and you marvel at just how they're able to, to win the football games the way they, way they do. And um, you mentioned the West. It is. It, it's wide open. Um, you look at the quarterbacks, I think that's a big part of it because you know, most of the quarterbacks in the West are not returning starters or you know, they're transferred in and this is their first round. Um, and you look at just what people are trying to do. Purdue trying to put in a new system. Wisconsin trying to put in a new system, you know, Illinois, you know, they just haven't gotten consistent enough play uh, out of their quarterbacks. Minnesota has really been uh, a disappointment this year uh, because I thought they were a really good team. I think they still are. They just haven't been able to put it together. And they have a talented quarterback, Cali at Manis. But it, it, when you look at it, they just do not have, uh, you know, the quarterbacks and, and quite honestly, the, the playmakers uh that you need to have to really take your your program to the next level i know they're trying to figure it out recruiting wise but um this is about to be you know whoever wins the west is going to be good for them this year because when these next four teams really you can you know you put ucla in they're playing a lot better because they've got a good quarterback good young quarterback and you know the other you know wisconsin not wisconsin but washington and oregon's gonna lose their guys but shoot man you got problems. <laughs> Bo Nix will be out of there too. So these guys are coming. So where you stack, you know, overall in the Big Ten, I, I've been saying it all year. It's going to take these uh, athletic administrators uh, to really, I think, do a reboot and really determine what you really truly expect out of your program and what you expect them to do year in and year out. Because it's it's about to become very difficult. To, to get to the Big Ten Championship with no divisions because you're taking the top two teams. And we, I think we all can pretty much figure who the top two teams are going to be each and every year. Do you think we see guys like Jack Swarbrick and Gene Smith getting out of Dodge? Is it, is it because of the change they see coming over the horizon? And as athletic directors, they really, you know what, I don't want to have to make that decision or I don't want to have to deal with that. There are a lot of athletic directors and presidents like getting out of job dodge with, you know, the evolution of the expanded playoff, NIL. It's almost like they're trying to avoid or they see disaster coming and they're like, you know, I don't even want to be here for that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's so much disaster coming. But when you talk about Gene and Jack, those are two guys that, that have been around the game a long time. That's uh, been at the big table for a long yeah, time. And they've always had a seat there. And, you know, it, it's this is a never-ending job. <clears throat> and as you mentioned, you know, where NIL is right now, um, that still, stuff still needs to be figured out. Um, just how you're going to handle ultimately the, you know, the playoffs, how that's going to ultimately shake out. There are just so many things, I think, that, that are on the table of an AD right now that, you know, these guys, you know, they have teams of lawyers trying to figure stuff out because it's just, you know, so many different, you know, uh, opportunities out there and so many different potential problems that are out there that they have to deal with. So, 
I think when those guys got into the business, it was great. <laughs> it was a lot easier. But now, I mean, there are there are a lot of challenges and a lot of issues. And, you know, if you've had a great deal of success as an AD, yeah. there's an opportunity for you to walk away and 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 trust me, they're gonna they're gonna get great consulting gigs if they don't <laughs> yep. have them already. So, you know, don't feel sorry for those guys. Hey, hey, left. It's almost like Gene and Jack are like, yo, when we came in a game, you know what I'm saying? Like record labels were giving away six figure, you know, signing bonuses. You know what I'm saying? Like, you remember those days where rappers were getting a million dollars to sign? That dude, those days are gone. And that and true almost, freshman, the true freshman is walking in making more money than the athletic director. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And you mentioned UCLA's quarterback. There's a lot of Notre, fan, Notre Dame fans that sit there each weekend like, man, these dudes have our quarterback. Like they, Pretty much. You know, they and got I, our quarterback. And you know, it's interesting to see that where things are changing and just the type of person that you're going to have to have to be in that position because mm -hmm. a guy like Jack, Clearly, his way of doing things isn't the standard of what's going to change in college football landscape. And I think it's interesting to see a guy like Pete Provacqua being from the entertainment industry be the 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 new lead for where this direction is going, which I think is helpful in some instances, maybe more so for the business side, figuring out future deals and partnerships through the TV, but all in streaming services and all the things that you can go through with there. Hopefully, is equals more media access to Notre Dame where we do things like season with and different spinoff shows, just things that corral more of a a network feel to Notre Dame because I think we have enough content resources, uh, audience enough to where we at some point don't need NBC, uh, especially for what they're doing in, in integrating us with this Big Ten package. And how it's kind of uh, intertwining the uh, attention a little bit because, yeah, you got low-budget Big Ten games on there, but still, we were the only thing rocking on NBC for quite some time. You know, what are you trying to say? Somebody's watching Nebraska, Purdue, or, you know, Wisconsin, Minnesota. We're not watching that anymore, you know. So the Big Ten only has a couple games a season that they're pulling – the numbers that they're pulling, but throughout our season, I mean, we've had five prime time games back to back to back to back. Yeah, to back. they really have done phenomenal yeah. this year as far as team oh, Notre Dame. USC, Ohio State, they had, I mean, who if Jack knew that was going to be like that, five prime time games, yeah, against in three out of five is. Top 25 teams. Wait, hold on. Louisville was top 25. Duke was top, Duke was top 25. 25. USC top 25 and Ohio. Ohio State. So, I mean, hey, we definitely had the schedule that we had the right things going on. Marcus Freeman could punch a ticket to the college football playoffs already. Yeah, but I bet you, looking back, Marcus Freeman would have preferred to not play those four in a row. I mean, we don't know Louisville and Duke was going to be that good, but good grief. Because potentially you got Clemson, who, you know, is always a challenge going in, you know, whatever. That's, but Yeah. But that's six games that, I mean, are probably the hardest schedule of anybody. If you, like, step yeah. back in hindsight, the schedule, like. Yeah. I think it's six in the nation right now. And Georgia is, is far from that. And, you know, and they're, they're going through their ups but, and hey, what do we say? 
Notre Dame went through it. Every team has a, a portion of that schedule that gets tough. I mean, I don't know if any any team hey, in the country has oh, faced a schedule like this. Five prime, no, six potential prime time games. Well, all they're right in they're Not right like six. separated. And strength of schedule. So it's five teams that, according to the index, have tougher schedules than Notre <laughs> Dame. I have to see what those five teams are, but I agree. We're, the famous, we're, we're definitely the more famous of even the teams that are – because you got to think these teams are probably like the teams that need money, so they playing like every powerhouse team you could play just to get the, the little million or so dollars. So it could be like a Montana State or something. It could be hardest schedule ever they play. Look at USC the next four weeks. Like we talked about that. USC for the next four weeks and Oregon for the next and do the round robin that's about to happen in the Pac 12. Like that's yeah, that's that's tough, man. But ours is still difficult because we're traveling. I can't, I can't, yeah, we gotta give a lot of credit to what Marcus Freeman is facing. Probably one of the toughest schedules, tougher than anything Brian Kelly's had to face. In a in a in a in a ten year bout that he's had, if you just think about the the not only the teams, but the players we face, we facing the number one receiver in the country. Well, we played two of the top five, top ten receivers this year. Yeah, Ohio State, two first round wide receivers. Uh, defense. I mean, the running back Trevion Henderson's. Trevion Henderson. Then you go to Riley Leonard, who right, might Ryan be a first round. Play the Heisman guy. Or and he might his, end up being a transfer to uh South Bend. You know, you never know. Oh, oh my God, we bring Riley Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all gonna have to hit the portal now. But do you? But do you? Yeah, absolutely, you do. But for hey, but for a star receiver, like get I, us an AJ Mitchell. I'm. I think you know you. They did it last year. Mm-hmm. Things worked out. I mean, it, there's going to be spots that you want to fill. Mm-hmm. And you got to fill them, and that's the fastest way to fill them. How has the transfer portal helped us so far? Because well, huh? the guys that we've had come in, in some instances, can argue that they were liabilities in the big games. Well, I mean, you you still you chose them, right? <laughs> 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 I, <laughs> I said you got to use the portal, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. As long as you go get the right one, that's gonna fit. Then, then you're good, and 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 I think that's part of it. And I know there's some other things they got to take care of with it mm-hmm. as well, uh, away from the field. But I think if you want to turn the program around, if you're if you're there, and, and Notre Dame's always going to be there. Mm-hmm. Now it's about okay, how do you how do you get over the hump, right? Because I mean, I one of the things I admire about Notre Dame is like it's 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 all or nothing, right? And to be able to play under that kind of pressure. Uh, week in and week out, and just exist in it, even during the offseason, you know, a lot has to be said, not only about the coaching staff, but the players in the program, obviously. So now, with the portal, you can all of a sudden plug and play. You need you need a right guard, here's one. You, you need a running back, we got one of those over here. You need mm-hmm. a wide receiver. So there are people, you need a quarterback. There are people out there um, that you can go get. Now, you got to make sure you get the right one. It's just like recruiting. You know, half of them, you know, don't work out anyway. But that's just part of that's part of it. But as long as you're trying to put yourself in a position to do it, then then you're going to be fine. Lucky Lucky Podcast, the Anora Boys with a big bro Howard Griffith. 
right here at CFB Nation presented by Twisted T. Ohio State exhales after they left South Bend. They exhaled. Because you can listen to their players in a postgame like, hey, man, that, that, that offensive line was the best offensive line we faced in a long time. Like, yeah, we got away with one. We, we, we got out of here with a victory. And then all of a sudden, that struggling offense that had been struggling up until Notre Dame and even through that game just seems like they've they flourished. They figured it out. And they, they figured it out with Travion being hurt, their top two running backs being hurt, injuries on the, along the offensive line, and they just, man, like, look, all right, that Notre Dame game, like that was pretty much either a wake-up call or it was like, okay, we got through that part because maybe they were looking forward to Notre Dame. Maybe that was the big game they were looking forward to. They really didn't respect the other teams. And once they got through Notre Dame, it seems like this Ohio State offense has really started to open up and be more like what people expected, even with the new quarterback. Yeah, I think they still got a lot of questions. I mean, even going into this week, mm. uh, for me, it's all it's been Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State mm. since the summer. That, that's how, the way I've had them. Penn State um, over Ohio. Oh. I've had Penn State over Ohio State. Now, I'm not saying that Ohio State's not going to win the game this weekend. I'm not saying that. <laughs> not yet. Um, but Ohio State has so many questions. Mm-hmm. Right? And to me – they're not running the ball very well. Their running backs are hurt. Um, they were struggling to get the ball to the receivers downfield. And, and part of that is, you know, McCord stepping in as the first-time starter. You know, you're going to have those growing pains. And I tell people all the time, C.J. Stroud struggled. <laughs> Justin Fields struggled. You know, mm-hmm. Dwayne Haskins, they all struggled, you know, through the spring and the first part of the season. Now, where a lot of people are excited, Ohio State fans are, was the last drive of against Notre Dame. Now, yeah, they had some help, obviously, at the end, um, playing with 10 people, but that's, that's another discussion. But you saw him make some plays to really, it was the tight end that was able to come up with some big plays to keep things moving, Stover. And he's really been one of the big catalysts to you know, really keep things going. He's been that safety blanket. Yeah, they they try to go deep, and you throw up a 50-50 ball to Harrison, and, you know, most times if you're not playing against one of the best corners, you know, in the country, he's going to make the play. It's going to be a back and forth all day long. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I think they're still, they still have questions. Uh, Abuka may not play this weekend. Henderson may not play this week. They may be down three running backs this week. So it's still, I think it's still a lot of things they have to do. Defensively? And I think this is part of um, just being spoiled watching Ohio State, right? When when you have when you go Bosa, Bosa, Chase <laughs> Young, man, you get spoiled. And, mm-hmm. and who benefits from that? The back end, mm-hmm. the, and the you know they they were sending first round draft picks, top ten picks coming out of that secondary year after year during that stretch. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden they couldn't play defense, giving up big plays, Jim Knowles doing this, doing that. It's like, you know, it, it, just so many questions have been out there. Now, they've addressed a lot of those things. 
this year. But I think this week, you know, is just another step in where they have to go to, you know, prove it. And maybe that's what they need to do, really. Because there's really no great teams, I don't think, out there. Mm-hmm. And I think what we're seeing is if if you're looking at Ohio State and you're accustomed to what they what they normally look like, they don't look like that. Mm-hmm. Alabama fans saying the same thing, right? They're like, well, what's going on? You know, so, you know, and but there are other teams that are coming up that are they're explosive, they're making plays when you look at the guys out west. And and you know, Ohio State's just not there just yet. But we're gonna find out. And I think to me that's the biggest thing about this weekend between Penn, you get to find out. Um, you know, obviously a big win they got in Notre Dame and South Bend, that was huge for them. Can they continue to build on that, beating James Franklin? And Franklin has been close in these games. I mean, there's a lot riding on the line here for James Franklin Look, in Penn State. I, I told someone earlier today that the most impressive in this run, I expected them to get blown out last year at, at home. I'm like, oh, CJ, they're going to go in there and yeah. take care of business. Penn State having that fourth quarter lead, I was like, yeah. and scoring points. Yeah. You know, I said, oh, wait a minute. And then, you know, JT makes a play like he made against Notre Dame. He made the two biggest defensive plays in the fourth quarter for Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And that's what you need. Your big players have to make plays in big games, man. Like, you, you can talk about who surrounds them. JT wasn't worried about the linebackers and the defensive backs. Mm-mm. He took it upon himself when Notre Dame was trying to run the clock out. Hey, two back-to-back plays. I'm about to make a play. This is why I'm a top-10 pick in the NFL draft. And this is the first year you might not pick Penn State. But even going on the road, I look at, yo, I look at Caleb King. And the DBs being able to do what Notre Dame did, which mm-hmm. is line up, double Marvin Harrison every now and then, mm-hmm. and single coverage on everybody else, and loose that front seven. Yep. Because what, man, they got some dogs at linebacker. Penn State, bro, they got some dudes that can come after the quarterback left. No, I know they do. They do. Every year they do. They can come get you. So I'm very interested in seeing how that offensive line with transfers to Ohio State, mm-hmm. even at home, I think James Franklin is walking in there with a squad. But his co- the coaching always fails them. Yeah, but this in might the, be the, the first coach. time that he, that he knows. This might be the first time that they he could, knows. They should have won with uh, Saquon Barkley. Yeah, yeah they, they've been there. They've, yeah, they've, they've been, been, they've been there. They had Micah and Saquon during that time. And – the receiver, uh, Robinson, or or what was the name? One of the names, but it's the coaching that always comes. They had some, yeah. yeah, they had some coaching. They they had some some issues, but I think Manny Diaz is going to bring pressure. Mm-hmm. I think he's pressuring close to you know fifty percent of the time, if not over fifty percent. <laughs> he's coming with it, and um, one of the things that we've seen is that you know sometimes that offensive line is all it takes is a split second. Mm-hmm. And Abdul Carter's by you, Chop Robinson's by you. <laughs> I mean, these guys, they got some guys that can get after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And if they are not on top of their game and on top of their reads and stuff, they're going to have some serious problems. And, um, you know, this is going to be one of those games. But I think you look at Penn State, 
you know, all the talk has been the lack of explosion in, in the passing game and the lack of ex- the explosive runs that they've had in the past in the run game. I don't think they've had a run over their longest run has been 19 yards. They had, and at this point last year, they probably had 25. Um, so, you know, it, it's both teams have some challenges. And I think that's why you, you kind of look at Ohio State and you look at the way Ryan Day is is getting after things and he's calling the plays now. And, um, you know, you, you kind of have to give the, the edge to Ohio State. But I don't think anybody would be shocked if Penn State was able to come out of there with a victory. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Penn State, has, Penn State also hasn't played anybody like Ohio State has. In no a, doubt. Oh, that's no that's going to play. That's going to play great into the the adversity and the in the clutch moments of that game. Mm-hmm. I don't think Penn State has arrived to that point, but I think if you put them in the pool of general college football teams, they should be able to perform well. But against a team that's that's been there. I mean, we've took we've taken them literally to the distance. I think it adds a lot of character to a team like that in, in games that are uh, down the line for them because mm-hmm. they can recall on on that you know moment in time where they outperformed a better team. I think we're a better team than what Penn State can provide uh, rolling out there in just the situation. So I think it it will be. Uh, interesting. It'll, it'll definitely be a close one. Uh, it, it, I'll be more surprised that it's uh, a situation where Penn State is leading in the game. I think it'll it'll be something where Ohio State will have to lose this game, uh, not so much Penn State beating them in this in this instance. Yeah, you think about this real quick, um, and it, this is what's interesting, right? Marvin Harrison went for I think ten for for a buck eighty five. Last year, lit them up, um, but it was still close. Mm-hmm. Right? The game, the game was still close um, until the end. And, and I think this is where you know you talk about obviously uh, Ohio State going on the road, been battle tested. They've been in that situation. Uh, Penn State hasn't. Um, the only thing I will say is that when they practice and they spend a lot of time, whether it's spring, whether it's summer. And even during the season, uh, ones versus ones for that very reason. Um, they're not going to see, you know, that all that old line is not going to see a better pass rush than they get from the guys that, that are already in that locker room. So if they have if they have tuned themselves properly, 
you would think they'd be able to 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 be able to manage that. But still, you're going into a hostile environment. You are. And the last thing you want to do is be one of the guys that said, okay, we're in the middle of it. And then all of a sudden something goes wrong. That one play happens. And then all of a sudden, okay, here we go. Here we go. And and I don't think that's the type of team they have this year. But but still, you just never know. Ohio State's been there. They've been around this thing. They understand it. Um, the the pressure, you know, think about the pressure that's on Ryan Day. Right? I mean, this dude doesn't do anything but win games, but he lose a couple to Michigan, and all of a sudden you got problems. Right? You're not you're not good enough. We need a better coach. It's like, who, who are you getting? You got that John Cooperitis going on. <laughs> it's like, what, what do you got going? So, you know, again, I think it's going to shape up to be a good one. Really looking forward to it. So we'll just have to see how it plays out. Let's go ahead and transition over to the team you have at the top of the Big Ten. And uh, if, if I'm Jim Harbaugh, bro, I, I'm I'm about tired of the NCAA. Uh, Colin Station, uh, someone that works for the Michigan program, uh, buying tickets, scouting, stealing signs. Uh, <laughs> the video that went viral yesterday with Greg Schiano at halftime of the Michigan Rutgers game, pretty much saying something's going on and they're putting it out there. And I've talked to a lot of Coaches and NFL players in the last 24 hours, man. And they're like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, if you're not cheating and trying to steal signs, and you ain't doing your job. Like, that's that's par for the course. But like you said, the rule in the Big Ten was put in because of the haves and the have-nots. Yeah. And uh, at this point, I, dude, Jim Harbaugh is the next head coach of the Chicago Bears. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there right now. Like, you know, it's I don't think right? a GM would take that though. <laughs> I mean, the GM was just left the Big Ten. Why wouldn't he? Well, the president. The president. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a hard one. I, I listen. I, I think you know we we talk about it's a reason that they have three people signaling signs. It's a reason you you know <laughs> you you have to you have to adapt. Mm-hmm. I mean, if. There's there's a 21 year old that's really bright that's sitting over there on the sideline watching <laughs> you signal. <laughs> there's another and, and to me quarterbacks they 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 got this thing figured out when they talk about signaling signs in they mm-hmm. they break each other's signs all the time. It, it, so it's it, that's why they need to just move it to the mic and the helmet. I mean it's the only thing they even got the helmets now for the kids that are deaf. That they look that little computer chip in there where they can mm-hmm. they can read the the play on there. I mean the helmets are crazy these days, especially yeah. the ones with the air conditioning in them. I mean mm-hmm. they got something of everything. So I don't understand why if this is an obvious cheating issue, because as gamesmanship you're gonna find ways to win at any cost. Why not just make it like the NFL and just put the mics in the helmets? I mean it's I think that's the probably the the clearest thing you can do in terms of just being straightforward uh, competition, because what would be the reason not to have it? Yeah. I don't think there's, there would be a a good reason outside of financially. And Mm -hmm. that's not a good reason anymore. Um, (laughs) Not, not, not with kids getting paid what they getting paid. No, not, not anymore. So, you know, listen, I, if, if, if things stay the way they are, right. 
people are gonna look. That's what they do. It, it's par for the course. So don't you know? I get it with rules and all of that stuff, but you know, you Jim Harbaugh. You know, it's just one of those things. You, it's just one thing after the other. And, and I do think, I do think it is. Some of it is that people hate Michigan. You either love them or hate them, right? It, it's it, it, Notre Dame gets that same thing. You either love them or hate them. And that's why when you put them on television, when you put them on television, the numbers are crazy. And when they're good, nobody was saying this about Michigan when they was trash. Jim Harbaugh been there the whole time. (laughs) Nobody said nothing about no stealing no signals. And but that's you know, and it, it, man, it's that stuff goes on. So I'm not gonna. I don't really want to hear about all the whining about that kind of stuff. Yeah, and you pretty much, like you said, it's been uh, Ohio State for a long time in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Like, that was it. Michigan was, even when Michigan would have a year where they could get there, Ohio State would smack right back down. And now, because Michigan just ha- hasn't just beat Ohio State. They had smacked yeah. Ohio State two straight years. Mm-hmm. And the game is in Ann Arbor this year. So, you know, people might be really upset because Michigan might be taking Ohio State's place in the Big Ten as that standard. Yeah. And people people don't like that. I mean, how many years does it take? How many years? Would it be three years it takes to replace them? I mean, Ohio State's been whooping up on them for 10-plus years. So I don't know about a replacement, but Ryan Day not beating them does add to the effect of, Hey, bro, Something's wrong. If, if the Ohio State coach is on the hot seat, if he loses to Michigan again, that's a uh, that's a problem. That's a problem. That is a shift. Yeah, that's it's a shift the shift, taking shift, place. The shifts happen. Yeah, the shifts already happen. Um, and the thing, the other thing is, they're playing the game. They're playing the game differently the way everybody else is playing it. You know, Penn State is built to to go against Ohio State. They're both built similarly. They're built to play against the the Oregon's and, and the Washingtons. Although, when I watched that Oregon Washington game last week, I'm like, these dudes playing at a, they playing a different game right now. <laughs> that thing was going up and down the field. But you know, Michigan is just playing it differently. And you know, it's like I said, uh, when when they're rolling. This is a tough team to beat, and a lot of people are, people are upset about it. And you know, it's interesting that you know that that's you know, we're we're hearing about all of this stuff. And I get it; it happens all the time. It does. It happens more more than I think people are willing to admit that it happens. love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 